Hi there, I'm Keith Cauley and this is Thrive, a Bridgestone Americas podcast where we explore our company through compelling conversations with teammates across our organization. Those teammates, you can imagine, span multiple generations, adding an additional level of diversity to our workplace where recent college graduates and rising young professionals may find themselves collaborating with wise, experienced minds that have been with Bridgestone for decades. Today, we spotlight our next employee resource group, Be Next, which originally launched to help bring together those up-and-coming younger generation workers at Bridgestone. However, as we talk to two of the group's leaders, Daryl Collett and Matthew Troutman, you'll hear about how they've pivoted their approach to engage teammates of any generation who have a passion to continue learning and developing on a leadership track. We hope you enjoy this conversation. Well, we are joined today by two of our young leaders at Bridgestone Americas. Uh, and we say young leaders because we're going to talk about leadership development and another one of our employee resource groups, uh, this one being Be Next. So closest to me is Daryl Collett. Uh, she is inclusion business specialist in the newly formed Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Center of Excellence, which we've talked a little bit out on the podcast. Daryl, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having us here today. Absolutely. We're looking forward to diving in. And across from me is Matthew Troutman. And Matthew is a finance director for Firestone Industrial Products, but like Daryl, also heavily involved in Be Next. Hey there, Matthew. Hey, hey Keith. So we're going to talk uh, about what this employee resource group offers to Bridgestone, to our teammates here. But you also have, a, as an ERG, a little bit of an interesting journey because you've already gone through kind of a rebrand or a shift, but potentially part of what it is to be in this culture at Bridgestone where you're looking to serve teammates the best way available. So before we dive into all of that, let's start with each of you individually. So Daryl, closest to me. What is your role at Bridgestone? What's been your journey to this point? And how have you gotten involved with the ERGs? Yeah. So coming up on six years mm -hmm. at Bridgestone, it's been a great journey. I'm actually mid-transition right now from a sales analyst uh, position in consumer replacement onto the DEI team with the Center of Excellence. So kind of in a journey uh, myself. And then I'm also the president of BNEXT. I joined back in 2018 uh, at the launch of BNEXT and and joined on as a networking chair a couple of years ago and just kind of naturally transitioned up in leadership and started that off last year in 2021. So we will dive into a couple of those things because we've obviously, for listeners of the podcast, have talked a lot about the DE&I investments and uh, the, the new center of excellence that we have launched. Uh, and Matthew, what about you? How long have you been around here in the Bridgestone parts and what's been your road? Yeah, so I've been with Bridgestone about five years now. I started out, so been in finance the whole time, but started out in our kind of consolidated FP&A department. So we do all the reporting in, on those town halls. When you see BSAM results, it comes from that group, oh, supporting yes. the executive team in Japan. But for the last year, I kind of went away from that higher level and have been supporting Firestone Industrial Products, so FSIP, um, which is kind of one of the unique businesses within BSAM. It's one of the smaller ones, non-tire ones, but um, definitely is a plug for FSIP. If you don't know much about them, maybe check it out. I know, Keith, you did a Thrive podcast yeah. with Emily Palladian and Justin Monahan last year. Too, so. As well orchestrated for us to tie back to our archive, season two of the Thrive podcast, we did talk to Emily and Justin about the rapid growth potential, mm -hmm. also the expansion at the Williamsburg plant, a lot of great investment and exciting things happening for 
uh, the Industrial Products Business Unit. Uh, and apparently we've discovered you are our uh, our yen to U.S. dollar go-to guy when we need these mathematics figured out on the uh, currency exchange, yes? Sometimes, yeah. So that, that, that's who Emily and Justin others go to, yes. Absolutely. So, as as long out. as you have a calculator or a, or a laptop yeah, in hand, right? Exactly, that's, yeah. that's how I make those things happen. So, well, let's talk then about BNEXT, uh, the employee resource group we're going to focus on in this spotlight today. And it's been on a little bit of a journey itself. So tell me, we'll, we'll start with Daryl and then Matthew, you can build on, but what is BNEXT and what has been its role or its objectives to this point at Bridgestone? Yeah. So BNEXTGen actually launched, so you'll see the name difference there. BNEXTGen launched in 2018 as an employee resource group for career-minded individuals looking to excel both in their personal and professional lives, looking for exposure to leadership and community involvement. And so as Bridgestone has taken a journey with the North Star into Bridgestone 3.0, we've launched the DEI Center of Excellence. We've seen a transition in the workplace, in hybrid workspace, in diversity, inclusion. And so uh, Matthew and I kind of sat down last year and said, maybe Be Next Gen needs to be along on this journey? Are we moving in the same direction? And so we sat down and asked ourselves the hard questions and how can we make a bigger impact in the journey that we're on right now in Bridgestone 3.0? And so that is as be next. And so what we're really focused on, the core of our membership is still young leaders, um, mostly individual contributors looking to get into first time leadership. But really what we're focused on here as two types of leaders, leaders in the community and leaders in your career. And so for me, I, I don't have direct reports, but I'm a leader of my peers and because I'm the president of Be Next. So we're looking for those types of individuals that want opportunities for growth and exposure, development, and we're really targeting our development programming towards that. Yeah. And what about you? Yeah, I think that's really well said. And I think, you know, really when you go from be next to be next, a lot of the you know, core mission and values really is staying the same. We're still kind of addressing similar teammate population and a lot of the similar kind of cultural advancement and things we wanted to do. When we kind of took a reset last year and looked at it, it was, you know what, we just need to refine that focus and really double down on kind of what is our niche and what are we trying to offer teammates as kind of differentiator from other, you know, opportunities that they have. And that's what, when we talked as a board or Daryl and I, the board with our executive sponsors, Amanda Mathis and Craig Schneider, and even just all of our members, kind of came back to that leadership development. And again, it's there's multiple ways to do that. We do it all in our day-to-day -day job, but how can we complement that with other programming, but then getting involved in the community? So um, still going forward with, you know, volunteering, networking, a lot of those other pillars that people will remember from being next-gen a few years ago, but we just really wanted to kind of refine that focus on leadership development and kind of be a go-to resource for that. Yeah. And so you said the core, obviously, you've got people who have been involved, and so it will be that the audience of maybe young professionals. But I think the personal perspective, right, if I think of young professional organizations, it's it's people in the same age, same experience level that are looking for connectivity on that growth journey together, maybe seeking mentorship from, from other people in the business community. But I think what I'm hearing then maybe is that's never always just young people looking for that, right? Mm -hmm. And so I guess, did you You've talked a little bit about the conversations you've had. Were there specific proof points or things you learned about, hey, there are people we're missing with this that have that like-minded that they might not be under 35 or whatever the, the age range was? Did, did you kind of notice or hear from those things? And that's what drove the decision to, to talk and change? 
Yeah, yeah. So we actually, we were approached um, multiple times about the gen piece and the generational piece. And we kind of joked like, what's the age limit? What's the cutoff <laughs> for be next gen? Um, and they're really, they were already in leadership positions and wondering if their only role could be as a mentor. And so we were looking at opportunities. So young leader could mean a young director, a young executive. You could be in your first year in a senior leadership role and finding your sea legs there. And so we really wanted programming that an individual contributor looking to be a first-time leader could get something out of at the same time as a director could get something or a middle manager could get something out of the same programming. So we had been approached by some people that, you know, wanted more leadership development as they kind of move through their leadership uh, career. Um, not everyone wants to stop at director level. Some people want to be the next Amanda Mathis, you know, so how do I get there? How do I develop? How do I stay on this journey? And so Matthew and I really saw the opportunity. Why could we not expand the programming? We're looking at reverse mentoring where individuals contributors, mentor leaders, so that you have that two-way perspective that's consistently moving through the programming of the employee resource group. Young at heart and young at mind now is the focus, mm -hmm. right, mm -hmm. of, of anybody. <laughs> as as the guy approaching 40 in the room, I'm, I will be that uh, a little bit older, but still feeling like age is just a number <laughs> uh, and excited about that conversation. But I, I guess, you know, Matthew, you and I were in a, a, a leadership development or one of the employee development programs, navigation we, we were talking about. And you look around the room and it really is reflecting that, that it's not just people under a certain age or at a certain experience level. Bridgestone has kind of invested in trying to get these opportunities for growth to as many people as A, are, are interested and B, in a position to really chase after them. Is that accurate? Yeah, no, of course. And that's where you see a lot of these similar challenges. Again, kind of key leadership challenges are things that our membership's interested in. It doesn't depend on the age or the, the generation. Again, obviously, younger people are going to tend to be in younger earlier on in their career path and things like that. But it, it the same challenges and the same themes kind of cross all of those. And I think the key thing, too, is you mentioned the leadership development program that we were in. You know, having that variety and having that kind of diversity within the group is what really makes it powerful, too, to learn. Um, and I think you hear a lot from all the same ERGs, right? Those allies, members of the ERGs and stuff are so critical. And that's where a lot of really powerful interactions occur. And, you know, back to kind of the previous comments from Daryl, it's like, yeah, we'd have some awkward, um, you know, it's like, oh, kind of a joke. Oh, do I qualify for it? Am I under the age limit and things? And it's like just trying to get past that and anyone's welcome, similar to all the ERGs. Again, I would challenge everyone, any teammate that's interested, join. If you're not an ERG, join one, hopefully be next, but any of them, but you join all of them if you want, right? <laughs> so everyone's open. And I think that's a common theme that we're trying to get across, specifically for be next gen. Now be next, that was a challenge for us. Yeah. The the no Keith allowed ERG is the one apparently I just haven't been able to crack into yet. But the others <laughs> I'm I'm excited to continue to learn more about. I mean, the generational thing is is an interesting perspective, right? Because we're, we're a large company at Bridgestone, uh, you know, 45,000 teammates in Bridgestone Americas alone, all the different business units. You know, there's a couple a couple thousand in industrial products. We've got, you know, uh, probably about 20,000 plus in retail operations in the stores. It would naturally lend itself to be multi-generational. And, you know, we, we talk as some of those things you look at in the industry, there's obviously stereotypes out there about, oh, millennials, oh, Gen Z, same way to the baby boomers, what, you know, everywhere across the spectrum has something attached to them. What kind of conversations have you had in your time at Bridgestone? And I guess, especially as an ERG focused on this across generations about how to interact across the levels of the age groups or help those age groups interact with each other, because I have to assume that's a big part of the connectivity as well. 
Yeah. Yeah. So I think um, for me, it was just kind of recognizing as I grew my network within Bridgestone that there were people who might be at a 25-year tenure in their career, but may have one or two years in core tire. And they're looking for similar network and growth opportunities as someone who is five years into their career tenure, uh, but has all five of those years in the core tire business. So I think there's a unique opportunity, one, with the size of Bridgestone, and then two, with the different business units. We have like industrial products and now mobility solutions coming onto the scene adds a whole new perspective. And so I think we, I've seen, you know, increasing interest and learning from different people, whether that's your young and your business units knowledge or in your tenure as a leader or in a, a teammate. And you can really, it's like a two-way street the way I think about it. I can learn going up, but I can learn going backwards. And I, what I try to do is keep a rotational network. So I have a solid core network that keeps me in line, right? But I try to rotate people of diverse tenure, business units, experience, year to year that I talk about my development plan and my goals and we we share stories and experiences. And I think that's really at the heart of being next is we're trying to connect those people that are doing that in their siloed spaces and bring them into one space so that we can have that shared knowledge of multi-generations all within one network. One of the points for those listening and making their cliff notes at home, right? Rotational networking, a good, a good nice vocabulary takeaway there on rotating your network across the different areas. Do you have a similar approach? Everybody's individual, right, in the way they try to build connections, maybe how they seek mentors or learning. Is it similar to what Daryl outlined for you, Matthew? Yeah, similar. And again, that's kind of the heart of being next, trying to bring a community that if you don't have that network, you're looking to build one to kind of get more involved in, especially for newer teammates. Like Daryl said, you could be new to the company and be 30, you could be 50 or in that position and things and just want to have an open environment from, from that standpoint. And I think, you know, we hear it all the time when executives are speaking and leaders. And, and I think Bridgestone, one of the things that impressed me the most about it is just the open culture, reach out and people are going to probably you know, reply and accept your meeting invite and, you know, set up just a chit chat and get to know each other and stuff. And I know, uh, especially in, you know, where I think BNX can add a lot of values for those newer teammates that that might feel a little awkward, like, oh, am I actually allowed to reach out to a VP as an example, or things like that. And just having that open community and hopefully BNX, we can kind of have that broad membership base to kind of show, you know, um, that we can bring all those people together to kind of learn from each other. Yeah. What was the culture piece? I mean, you both have been here a couple of years mm -hmm. now, but I, there's obviously been a lot of change and growth and investment in culture and DE and I, like we've talked about at Bridgestone, how different is it from when, like, so Daryl, you said you started six years ago. How different does Bridgestone feel to you as a new employee versus an established employee when you look at the culture and what's been your, I guess, point of view on all that? Yeah, so really exciting. So one thing for me, diversity can mean a lot of different things, right? So it's your background, it's demographics, we think gender, but it really is all encompassing. There's so many facets of it. And for me, I think when I came into the company, most leadership panels were senior leadership. And that is one thing Bridgestone does very well is gives access to senior leadership and they want you to engage and want you to reach out. Um, but when I would sit down with my one to three year development plan, I'm like, I'm another 10 years from that. What's actionable for me right now that I just learned from this leadership panel and what I've seen, um, and kudos to the DEI team for the free to be conversations they brought to the table this year, free to be week is younger leaders, individual contributors, leaders by action, leaders in community that are sharing their journeys and their stories and they're being vulnerable. And so for me, when I say someone who is like me, 
I'm talking individual contributor, leader in the community, someone that wants to be a future leader. I can get actionable things from these people that they're doing daily that I can put in my one to three or three to five year development plan and I can go and tackle and I can reach out to that person as a mentor. And so just having that shift and seeing more people that are closer in my tenure in the business or closer to where I am in my career, it's always great to have senior leadership, but sometimes that gap is so wide, it's hard to take those things in and make them actionable for yourself. So just being able to see that develop over the past six years that I've been with Bridgestone is it's mind blowing. I can't believe we've done it so quickly. And, you know, Daryl six years ago was hoping to see someone like me there. And now there is a whole collection of people like me on that platform. So I think that's probably one of my favorite things. And I think a really cool thing about Bridgestone. Well, and I have, you know, it, be next gen originally, you know, and I guess it would lend itself as a, if a core of young professionals, we talk about recruiting and talent acquisition and the race for talent right now in places, especially like Nashville, where our headquarters are based. Uh, there's so much opportunity. There's so much competition with other big companies, more companies moving here. So I'd have to imagine, right, that the ERGs and having, you know, whether it's a young professional group or just people focused on development is helpful for recruiting to work with HR and help. So what have you heard, I guess, from prospective people looking at Bridgestone or have you had conversations with others that are at that point? Because while we are obviously hiring across lots of different age groups and generations, you know. I know a big push obviously has been to get younger talent because like any big company, there's a retirement cliff and we've got a lot of generations that are moving through. And that's just the nature of having 40,000 plus teammates. Like you're always going to have some gaps across the population. So I guess what are the conversations you've had about how you leverage this point of view from Bridgestone out to that prospective employee population? Yeah, so I think that's a great question. That's really where be next. We're going to really try to kind of elevate what we're doing over the next year and into the future. And, you know, kind of with this rebrand, we kind of set back and and kind of had discussions with Amanda and Craig on, you know, what are our core KPIs in that recruiting and retention? Mm -hmm. And how can we directly, you know, um, impact those? And I think a few things that are more to come kind of in the works is really we want to show, number one, you know, how these leadership roles and development opportunities that we're giving teammates in the ERG, but also we're going to try to break out and do more enterprise projects and really become a resource for teammates. If you're looking for a new opportunity, opportunity, a new project, you know, outside of your day-to-day -day role, you know, come to be next, we can provide some of that. And I think once we get more of a track record of those, it'll go a long way kind of with perspective, again, kind of um, candidates, when you have that experience, you have those examples to kind of point towards. And often what I think about is, you know, number one, recruiting, but then the retention piece, you know, in that first year or two, I think, you know, everyone joins and obviously, you know, they might be like the culture Bridgestone's great. I love my team, but usually people, you know, sometimes we're all a little impatient. What's my career path? <laughs> and, you know, what do you want to do? And I think oftentimes, you know, especially in that first year or so about that year point, a lot of people are thinking, you know, what is that path? What do I not know? And I think we could offer also some resources to, you know, if they have questions, again, coming to kind of a more informal network to where you can kind of ask those and kind of get some more assurance of what those opportunities are within Bridgestone kind of, you know, when at those key kind of gaps, you know, in their maybe career path kind of thing and try to figure out what, why they should stick around next kind of thing. Yeah. So, and remind me again, what year did Be Next, uh, Be Next Gen originally form or launch? 2018. 18. Mm -hmm. So, you know, mentorship, leadership development, a lot of mm -hmm. that, as we talked about, has come from connectivity between people, the yep. access to, to leaders or experiences to learn from, uh, you know, I, and we hate to keep going back and talking about the difference in engagement during the pandemic, mm -hmm. 
But I have to imagine that you as a group are very excited about the ability mm -hmm. to potentially do more things together in person, to have more people coming back on occasion to the tower mm -hmm. that lends itself to a little more impactful, maybe connectivity and mentorship and development than what you've had to experience the last couple of years. Yeah. 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 We're excited about that. And I mean, I think going all virtual really was one of the things that helped Matthew and I stop and slow down and take a look at what we were doing and who we were impacting. And, you know, we can reach anyone in the enterprise virtually. So still working that into a hybrid space, but we, ha we have upcoming in-person events that are going to go on. We have some workshops that are coming up that we could do in person or virtually that will be interactive. And so really just trying to figure out how do we stay engaged? How do we re-engage? But how do we not lose engagement with those teammates in Latin America or in Akron that we've been working with virtually since we've been working from home as we move back into a hybrid space? So a lot of exciting things, I think, coming down the road for Be Next and for Matthew and I just really excited, like you said, to see people in person again and get to <laughs> mm -hmm. network face to face and really interact. I think that's important, but also still keeping those virtual engagements while we do that. Yeah. And I know we've, we're in uh, April being National Volunteer Month. All of our ERGs are, are obviously very active, not just internally at Bridgestone, but in the community. And I'm assuming that's no different for Be Next. But what kind of maybe activities are coming up that you want people to be aware of and potentially try to join in on? Yeah, our two main partners, uh, local in the Nashville area that we've been working with a lot are is the Cumberland River Compact. So mm -hmm. they're kind of more environmentally focused. And in early April, we have a creek cleanup. We've done quite a few of those with them. And um, now it's really neat if you want to be outside and hopefully the weather's nice, but it's, it's neat to, uh, it's often picking up trash and things around our creek and kind of cleaning up the local community, but it's a lot of fun. And a lot of our volunteer events are really networking too and just getting around um, some of the other teammates. So we have that. And then the YMCA, we do a lot of events with, and that's the one that during the pandemic to, um, with safety protocols, we weren't able to do a lot with but we're going to get back. We have an event as well to go to a local community and kind of help out with the kids there and have a book drive and some things like that. So more more along those to, to come the rest of the year too. So the Cumberland River Compact YMCA, and we're trying to establish some other partners here in the Nashville area um, as well. And again, those are in person, so more Nashville focused, but just to echo kind of what Daryl said, I think um, we're excited to get back in person. We're also super excited about, you know, some of those lessons learned that we've all had in this hybrid <laughs> environment with, you know what, let's record all these trainings. Let's post them all out there. So if you weren't able to meet, make the live meeting or you're not actually in the Nashville area, then we can actually reach a, reach a larger membership base from there. So I know a couple of our recent events, um, our lessons on leadership, and then also our most recent kickoff rebranding um, that Paolo, um, the CEO, was a part of too, is they're posted online. So feel free to reach out and look at the BNX page to find those too. And I guess if you have somebody, not even at, at Bridgestone, so go back to the prospective employee again. What it, you you talked about if 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 Daryl six years ago could could hear you talk to her about the experiences and, and whatnot. What do you share with people outside of Bridgestone about the culture that is building and and what we're trying to do and the reflective of the growth that we've had over the last couple of years? Yeah, so I talk about this often. Um, actually, one of our marketing teammates. I think I've talked to her until she finally applied, and and now she's on our marketing team. So, I you know really the opportunity. I think. One, so recently free to be. Um, I used to think there had to be a professional Daryl and a personal Daryl, which kind of lends itself to my journey now into the DEI space. It's something I've always been personally 
proud of championing and being an ally. I'm in really growing in that space. But in my career, I've always been a data person. I'm a math person. And I've never knew that that was a career option for me. So just like the endless opportunities, when you come to Bridgestone, one, you can show up as who you are every single day. So if that is a data nerd that's passionate about the <laughs> DEI space, I mean, you can show up and you can be that every single day. And then you have opportunities. You know, again, I didn't know I would ever have an opportunity in HR and the DEI space. Having a mathematics background, you don't think about HR in your future. So it's 10 years ago, I probably would have laughed and been like, me in HR, how would I find my way there? You know, it's not connecting, but you have opportunities through all of these networking events to meet people in industrial products and find out what is that? Is there a place for me there? Is a place for me in mobility solutions? And I think if you listen to our senior leaders, they talk about kind of the hopscotch they've done through their careers. And some of them started in, in law or engineering and ended up in marketing. And, you know, how do you find that journey? Well, at Bridgestone, it's open. You you can go knock on anyone's door and say, hey, you know, I've been in consumer, but I'm really looking into commercial or I'm looking into mobility solutions what do you think? Here's my passions. What what would be a fit for me? Or where could you see me growing? And then you add that into your development plan and you go out and like Matthew said, we're great at Bridgestone about stretch projects. Let someone know you have an interest and they'll put you on a project. Work it out with your manager. Spend a couple of hours a month with another team and you may find yourself with a role there in the next one to three years. And I think that's really special. A lot of places I worked previously, a lot of places where my friends work, it's it's very siloed. And if you're in finance, your path is finance. And that's it. If you're in sales, your path is sales. But here, it's kind of like Bridgestone's your oyster. Wherever you want to find your path, there's the ability to kind of cut that road and, and go that direction. You just have to be willing to show up and be honest with yourself and um, kind of seek out that direction and that mentorship where you need it. Say, what about you? She's she's a data nerd, passionate about uh, these HR now things, DE and I. You're like a thrash metal fan, passionate about fi <laughs> finance and Japanese yen. Is that what it, that's where we're at now? Not quite as much, but I think to echo <laughs> echo Daryl's comments. I mean, it is that yeah, large organization where you can do a little bit of everything. And so I've been in finance my whole career, but similar that I can touch so many parts. I'm not an operational expert, but I can support them and learn a little bit while I do that. So you know, my team supports the operational side, the sales side, the marketing side, the engineering, and so kind of just a continuous development of learning part of that. And maybe one day, yeah, I'll move over to a different function. We've had finance people recently move into the operation side and things like that. And so I think those are the key things that pop out for me too, is we're a large organization and that there's endless opportunities within the Bridgestone umbrella. And you can do a similar job in a lot of those different areas, but it is kind of a small organization in, in, from the feel standpoint. And again, finance, you know, my team and the whole finance organization, I think it feels relatively small considering how large we are. Um, and every the open door kind of the policy and things like that. I know yesterday I happened to be in the, the tower. Um, again, not everyone, uh, not everyone's back in the office full-time, obviously right now. Um, but happened to be there where I, I bumped into a lot of people, the leadership team, and you know, you're chit-chatting with VPs, CFOs, things like that. So large organization opportunity wise, I think small organization as far as feel fit and things like that. So that's, that's what I really love about Bridgestone and kind of mention that to people that I talk in the community. Well, and I, I think it's, and that's the reason we have these conversations too, right? Cause, cause even for our, our teammate base listening internally, I mean, we might have new people or people who've been with the company for several years or a couple of decades, but it's really the paths are open to your curiosity, your willingness to ask questions, mm -hmm. to talk to people. And hopefully that's an experience that is shared across different areas of the business, but also hopefully with conversations like this, if you're not feeling that, 
it can inspire or motivate you to go have a conversation or to explore something different. So if they want to, somebody wants to come find out how to be a part of Be Next and be more engaged with your group, how do we go about doing that? Yeah, so you can find us on um, the bridge under the employee resource groups. It's still right now under Be Next Gen. We have a ticket out to get that updated to Be <laughs> Next, but you can click the link to a quick survey there and join, or you can email us um, at bnext at bfusa.com or reach out to Matthew Trapman mm-hmm. or Daryl Collett, and either one of us will will steer you in the direction. We also have all our board members listed on that SharePoint page. So if you happen to know one of them or have known of one of them and feel more comfortable, comfortable reaching out to them. All of our board members are open to that. And also uh, Amanda and Craig as well. They're both very present, very open and very supportive. So reach out to any of us directly or go join through the bridge or through email. There you go. And just for, for clarification for listeners, right? So it's B next, no no E. There, there's an E in there, but it's not B-E. So B-N-E-X-T mm-hmm. at Bafusa. Dot com. Uh, mm-hmm. Just just to make that clear, because we just like to complicate it like that. <laughs> but Matthew, thanks so much uh, for joining us and talking through. Daryl, uh, thank you so much as well for your time. Just a great conversation about uh, the opportunities, right? And the investment that Bridgestone has made in people and growth and development that will uh, continue into the future. So thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us. A continued investment in our team is a central part of our North Star framework, and our teammate-led ERGs like BeNext have been instrumental in extending those efforts deeper into our employee population. If you like this conversation, be sure to check out some of our other episodes wherever it is you listen to podcasts. That includes previous chats with ERG profiles on Be Bold, Be Proud, and Be Unidos. While checking out those episodes, you can go ahead and give us a rating, a review, and as noted, here in season three, you can also watch some of our episodes via the Bridgestone America's YouTube page. Just go to youtube.com slash Bridgestone Americas or search Bridgestone Americas in the YouTube search bar. And of course, you can always reach us via email with a question or comment at thrivepodcast at bfusa.com. Thanks for listening. I'm Keith Colley, reminding you to keep on keeping on. And remember that at Bridgestone, today, tomorrow, together, We thrive. Be good, everybody.